as speech pathologists, we, we do really get it. We understand the importance of communication and, and social connections. And it's important to learn that how one way of treating or, or working with a, a client isn't necessarily going to be what works for another client in a different state or from a different tribe. If we've got assessment findings that are robust, then we don't have to make any presumptions. And I strongly believe in the value and worth of what we do and the difference we make. Hello, and welcome to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation about an area or topic related to all things speech pathology. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hello, and welcome to Speak Up. I'm Annika Flynn. Our first Speak Up episode of 2021 focused on the Solar Lab. Professor Pam Snow and Associate Professor Tanya Seri, co-directors of the Solar Lab, really sparked my interest in regards to their vision to create a robust evidence base about the role oral language skills play in the emergence and consolidation of reading skills in children. It's a really interesting episode, actually, and well worth listening to if you haven't done so already. Today, I'm so pleased to be chatting to Tessa Weedman, paediatric speech pathologist and PhD candidate at La Trobe University. Tessa's PhD research forms part of the Solar Lab's emerging evidence base and focuses on the role early childhood teachers play in supporting the oral language and emergent literacy skills in preschoolers, particularly in the context of group shared book reading. Super interesting. Thank you so much for joining me today, Tessa. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I'm very, very excited to explore your research and the practical applications of your findings, Tessa, but maybe a good place to start would be to ask what shared book reading actually is and what the research is already telling us about how it supports oral language development in preschoolers. So shared book reading is a really interactive approach of reading, and this typically occurs between an adult and a child or an adult and a group of children, and it encourages children to really actively engage and participate more with the story. So the adult, or in my research, which I focused on early childhood teachers, they play a really key role in facilitating this engagement, and this is through their use of extra textual talk. So these are the utterances that they use that go beyond just reading the story text. And this might include asking questions or it can be making comments about the story and it makes the, the experience more interactive for children because it provides them with more opportunities to ask their own questions or make their own comments about the story. There are so many benefits for supporting children's language skills and there's already an abundance of literature showing that the amazing benefits of shared book reading for supporting preschoolers' language growth. So it can be fabulous for supporting children's vocabulary as well as their narrative skills and story comprehension. So this is really important for supporting children to develop really strong oral language skills before they start that more formal literacy instruction at primary school. Absolutely. Now, could I just ask another kind of definition question, if that's okay? What is dialogic book reading then? 
So dialogic book reading is a specific method of shared book reading. So it comes under that umbrella, but the adult will use one of five prompts and that will encourage the child to talk and actively engage with the story and take on more of a role of storyteller rather than just passive listener. And off the top of your head, what are those five strategies? So there's five strategies um, that they'll use, which are the prompts. So there's a completion prompt. So that might be a statement or a question that prompts the child to fill in the blank, like, oh, no, I can see a dog. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have recall prompts. So those are the questions that require the child to remember previous events in the story. So what happened to Harry before he went to the zoo? We also have open-ended questions. So those types of questions encourage more than just a single word response from the child, such as what do you think will happen next? We also have WH prompts. So we've got our who, what, when, where, why, and how questions. And finally, we have distancing prompts. And they're questions that require the child to relate the book content back to their own personal experiences. Awesome. Now, these concepts were very, very integral to your research study. And I'm so keen for you to let us all know um, about what your study was specifically about and the research question you were hoping to answer. We had a few research questions, but I guess the main aim of our study was to characterise early childhood teachers' common extra textual utterances that support oral language as well as emergent literacy development during shared book reading. We did also, as an additional aim, want to know which paralinguistic and nonverbal features such as use of gesture or prosody changes or volume changes were used by early childhood teachers because they're also really important for Mm. building engagement and contributing to story comprehension. And finally, we wanted to see if there was any relationship between early childhood teachers' years of experience as an early childhood teacher and their use of these um, extra textual utterances that do support oral language and emergent literacy. And how did you go about your study? How many teachers were you able to recruit to participate? We had a total of 32 preschool teachers. So they were all recruited from Victoria and all of the early childhood teachers read to, they all read a book of their choice. So they didn't undergo any specific oral language or emergent literacy training before completing their observation because we were really wanting to capture their business as usual practices. So what are they currently doing without receiving any additional support or training in those areas? And then it sounds like you would have had a mammoth job in analysing (laughs) all of that. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Uh, It was, but I really did enjoy the experience. It was really, I was very excited by this this study. Um, So I've really enjoyed the entire experience, although it was a very mammoth task, I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you've got all of these recordings from the teachers that are engaging in shared book reading. How did you go about grouping the comments that they actually made? 
So we grouped the extra textual utterances into five main sections. And these sections were based off our shared book reading observation tool, which is known as the ELECT. And that stands for the Emergent Literacy and Language Early Childhood Checklist for Teachers. So the ELECT is a shared book reading observation tool that was designed to document document early childhood teachers' use of those oral language and emergent literacy strategies during shared book reading. And we compiled um, some of the sections from previous studies and adapted them to meet the aims of our study. So within that, we had a, a prompt section. So that looked at dialogic reading prompts. We had another section looking at more explicit vocabulary strategies, such as discussing word meanings. We grouped responsive statements or comments that were used by the early childhood teacher in another section. For example, comments about the story or were they using language expansions for children's responses. And we had two sections as well that looked at emergent literacy skills. So strategies to support print knowledge um, and another section looking at phonological awareness, such as rhyme awareness and sound awareness. Now, I'm dying to find out what what did you find out? What sort of questions were our early childhood teachers asking? We found that collectively the early childhood teachers were generally engaging and animated with their reading style and their delivery of the story. And this was really supported through their use of those paralinguistic and nonverbal features, which they most frequently used facial expressions, gesture and changes in prosody. We did find that there was quite a lot of variability with the types of dialogic reading prompts that they used, although they most frequently used WH prompts. And when we broke this down further and looked at whether these questions were open-ended questions or closed questions, we found that they were actually three times more likely to ask closed questions. And interestingly, our group of early childhood teachers didn't typically expand children's utterances when reading or use any explicit vocabulary strategies such as talking about the meaning of words in stories. And then in terms of strategies to support emergent literacy, well, these were very rarely used by our sample of teachers. We did have a small number who occasionally tracked print or pointed to print when reading or encouraged print concepts, such as pointing out the author, but strategies to support phonological awareness or sound awareness were used by only one of our teachers. Very, very interesting. So I guess I always love a research study that gives me some practical applications with um, the teachers that I work with. So how do you think speech pathologists could use some of that information that you've found to actually support early childhood teachers in their shared book reading? I think that there's quite a lot that early childhood teachers and speech pathologists can do to learn from each other, given both professions are so passionate in this area. But I think that a really important place to start is assisting early childhood teachers to expand the types of questions that they're asking during shared book reading, such as asking more open-ended questions or using some more of those distancing prompts or recall prompts that will encourage children to engage more in the book-related discussion. And then when children have the opportunity to speak, as speech pathologists, we can support early childhood teachers to see how these opportunities can really be maximised to expand children's utterances and 
develop those opportunities for building their oral language skills. I found it really interesting what you said, though, about um, questions in that phonological domain being something that was really not asked all that much at all. Would you have some examples of what some of those questions might be that a teacher could ask while they're engaging in shared book reading that would support those phonological skills? Absolutely. And there's lots of opportunities where early childhood teachers can support children's print knowledge and early literacy skills to support them with learning to read once they start primary school, which is so important. And they can do this by supporting children's print concept knowledge. And this helps children to understand how books actually work. So early childhood teachers can comment on some of those different features, such as the front cover, the title, the direction that we read. And this helps children to understand that those squiggly lines on a page, well, they actually carry some meaning. And um, some other strategies they can use, so early childhood teachers can make comments about print or they can ask children questions about print as well as increasing children's sound awareness and some other phonological awareness concepts such as rhyme awareness. And then there's also the non-verbal strategies such as tracking print or pointing to print when reading. And all of these strategies are really important because we know from past research that children don't actually pay much attention to print without this adult scaffolding. Lots of really interesting tips, I think, that we can go back to our early childhood teachers and um, support through our consultative role with them, I think. Absolutely. And I think that by encouraging early childhood teachers to build on the prompts that they're currently using and supporting them to use more strategies to support children's early literacy skills. It's going to really build on those children's oral language skills and also develop their emergent literacy skills. It's going to help those children be more prepared to learn to read when they do start school. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me, Tessa. I am sure some of our listeners would um, love to know where to go to get some further information. Would you have any suggestions of um, how they might be able to touch base with you to get some more information about your research? Absolutely. So at this stage, um, I'm more than happy to answer any questions about the study or I can send through some additional information if people were to contact me via my email address, which is t.weedman at latrobe.edu.au. And we'll also put your email address in the show notes for people to refer to also. Now, your research is absolutely fascinating, Tessa, but more importantly for me as a clinician, it just has some really practical clinical applications, which I always love. And I'm just really thankful for you sharing it and all the best with finishing your PhD, hopefully this year, maybe. Hopefully, end of this year, beginning of next year, um, still a fair few things to do. But yeah, I'm just really enjoying the process. And it's it's been such a fabulous project being able to work closely with early childhood teachers in this area. So it's certainly not a chore. It's an enjoyable, although tiring process at times. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the best. And thank you also to everyone for tuning in and supporting our podcast. We will be back with another Speak Up conversation next Wednesday. Thanks again, Tessa. Thank you.
hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.